what does Todd Munkin's raise mean to Georgia Bulldogs? Hint, Ooh. it means more good things. It's good. It's for good for you time. and for me and, and for all of us. For all of us. Mm. Plus, we talk that playoff life because some Ooh. of the teams that we know and love and follow are still in that thing. Okay. Some are. Well, we we need some teams to lose ahead of us, and we need nope. to get votes, nope. and we need people to nope. like us, and we need nope. style points, and nope. we need to try. Oh again. no, no. Sorry, that's not us. No, we only need that. We talk college football playoff matchups as well as Todd Mungin's race here on Locked On Bulldogs. Coming up next. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? I am Daniel. That is Clint. Welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, your team every day. Happy to be back with you. Um, uh, today's episode brought to you by... Who is it, Clint? I already forgot. I forgot in the pre-production meeting. It's Bet Online. It's our friends over at Bet Online. We are nothing if not professionals. Zach, please just ignore this recent part of the show that you've seen. Okay. Um, we're back. It's Tuesday. Sir. Tuesday's a fun day. And so we, what we thought for the rest of the season is since we are, since Georgia is relevant to mm. the college football playoff mm. rankings, the rankings are going to come out tonight. Obviously you probably will have already seen this or heard this, um, on your favorite podcast listening app or on YouTube by then. And so what we thought we'd do is we'd give a little predictive, Ooh, uh, okay. put on the robes, and give a little prediction as to what we think the playoff rankings are going to look like. And then maybe do a little talking about um, who Georgia matches up the best against, who we don't want to see, those types of things. Before we get into that... Um, I think we're finished talking about the Mississippi State game. We no, rolled we over not. Mississippi State on the road. Yeah. Um, the offensive line didn't look good, and it's okay to say that. So if you're soft and you get your feelings hurt easily because anyone says anything negative about your team, uh, it's okay. Nick, it's okay. Nick Steven doesn't have the uh, in-ear uh, hearing aid in. He can't understand you right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay that we didn't play perfect. It's okay that there were things to critique. But Clint and I were both very clear and still are very clear to go on the road in the SEC and to absolutely steamroll an opponent while not playing your best game is a pretty dang good thing for the Georgia Bulldogs. And so we're excited about that. We're excited yes, to go on the road again next week, uh, this Saturday. Intimidating and Kroger Field. Steamroll someone else. In the SEC, we're going to we make about, Will Levis go to the second round just by how we play him. I, honest to goodness, it we'll talk about tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's the day that we break down the Kentucky Will game. Levis is trash. It's not just that he, I don't even think he has NFL measurables. Like, I don't know nothing what, about him, nothing about him okay, screams good. the NFL. We'll good. talk we'll about talk. that tomorrow. So, tune in tomorrow if you want to hear that talk. We're going to get to Todd Munkin and his raise, and so that's segment three. Mm. But for right now, let's talk about these college football playoff rankings, Clint. Um, they come out tonight, and 
there's one surefire move that we know is going to happen. Oregon, um, it has been fun. We have enjoyed this ride, Dan Lanning. Um, you gave it a heck of a, an effort. But Oregon's out of the college football playoff picture. Don't know where they're going to end up ranked. I suspect they're going to be down around 10 or 9 or yeah, 11 right. or something like that. They're, they're not relevant any longer. They're not period. relevant. They cannot, under any circumstances, make no. the college football playoff. Period. So we're not going to be speaking about them in this segment. I do not expect Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan order to change, even though I will ask you, Clint, do you think TCU has a chance to jump to three or even two with the win over Texas tonight when the rankings are announced? See, now this is what's stupid about these ranking and these committees. First of all, this committee is a joke. It's laughable. It's a, it's ridiculous. I mean, Tennessee fans, we can agree on this, right? Like this is one thing that Georgia and Tennessee fans can agree on. The committee is ridiculous. And give explanation on why, right? And they'll say, well, style points and an offense that can keep up and Yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. This is what you have to start getting in the mind of the committee because here's what they're, they know. We know that Ohio State and Michigan, one of those teams, will not be in the college football playoff. We know it's Michigan. <laughs> um, so. we, we, we do know that. We Come know on. that Michigan is – I mean, listen, they haven't played anybody. And I don't – Anybody. I mean anybody all year. Okay. Right. TCU so. deserves to jump there. And like, but, but period. Here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. Let's say there's a world in which the committee wants to go ahead and try to ju- like try to line up teams to play certain places like Ohio State, a loss against Michigan that if that were to happen, now all of a sudden you're talking about two versus four in that matchup and the loser might flip-flop and the winner might go up to three. And do you put TCU at two instead of three if the winner of that goes on? Like All of these things is what they're discussing in the committee is the matchup of one versus four and two versus three in the playoff. And who's the best matchup against Georgia in that position. That's what they're talking through and thinking through. So I don't know because I don't know what type of setup they want to make in the ranking. because it is a committee, I don't think there's a chance that TCU jumps them. I think the firmly entrenched two is going to be the big 10 champion. Yep. And then the PAC 12 champion is going to be the fourth seed. Is I think, or the ACC champ, depending on style points and yada yada all that junk. Well, you're not mentioning Tennessee. I'm this. not. Oh, interesting. <laughs> because yeah. a one-loss ACC and a one-loss Pac-12 champion will be in the playoff. Yeah. So that's the thing. USC is going to jump up to seven. UCLA is going to jump up to ten. This is going to be a seven versus ten matchup this week. The winner of that game will be ranked ahead of Tennessee. Yes. In the next college football playoff rankings next Tuesday. And they will not fall behind them unless they lose the game. Now, Oregon still has something to say about that because they can come out and, and beat that team in they the Pac-12 spoil. championship and right. spoil it. And the Pac-12 loves to just kill its own. They Only love. It's on me. That's right. Chaos, Pac-12 after dark. Clemson versus Tennessee, I think, is the most intriguing matchup of the of the college football playoff rankings. So that's the one I think you have to watch. I think uh, North Carolina losing to Wake Mm -hmm. Forest over the weekend Mm -hmm. is terrible for Clemson. Terrible for Clemson. Uh, Clemson needed North Carolina to continue winning so that they could get a big win at the end of the year in the ACC title game. 
Um, they are not going to get that opportunity right now. And so Clemson. Daniel, Daniel, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, I, I, I bet this game. Uh, Did North Carolina win? Daniel, what are you talking about, man? It was late at night. Listen, it was late at night when I finished this game. They won the game? Yeah, of course they did. Okay. Clemson's getting in ahead of uh, Tennessee. Clemson's getting in ahead of Tennessee. North Carolina won that game? I bet that game. Come on. I swear Wake Forest won that game. Okay. Well, the log of the, sorry, the the (laughs) non-announced... Logavulin, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, please reach out. We can we can negotiate a deal. We can work something out. You understand? You and I. Uh, no, Clemson, uh, UNC. UNC has a shot at the playoff, too, because that quarterback is playing out of their mind. They win ACC. Like, again, Tennessee, you can't get in. You lost your shot. You're one lost team against all the rest of them. Yeah. I think it's going to be TCU at four. I think the Big Ten, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and then Georgia. That's going to be the order when it comes out. Oregon's and who's going to whine the most? Who's gonna Who's gonna cry the most? I think is Alabama still the answer. <laughs> it could still, it could still be Alabama. It's but it's no, it's Tennessee. No, it's Come Tennessee. on, it's Tennessee. it's Tennessee. All right, let's talk about what teams Georgia does and doesn't want to play because that's a more yep. interesting conversation to me. Uh, we'll get back into that right after this. But first, one let you know about Simply Safe. Simply Safe is the best place for you to go right now to have all of your security needs for your home, the precious cargo that you have, the precious property, as well as the precious people in your life. Simply Safe is reliable. They have 24-7 customer care as well as monitoring options as well. And right now you can get free monitoring. SimplySafe.com slash locked on college gets you all the things straight to your door. You build the system out and you get monitoring. Uh Simply Safe, whatever you need to keep safe. They simply do it. It's right there in the name. Head over there right now. SimplySafe.com. Locked on college. So Tennessee, um, not going to get into the playoff. No. I just want to keep saying it. I just just keep. It sounds good coming out of my mouth. If the committee does do that, it is a compromised system. Tennessee, you shouldn't get in without a championship, a, a conference championship. Like it's just. It's never been done before. How about well, that? Well, we got in without a conference championship last yeah, because year. Because we, because we, because we were in the championship game. Ah, you're saying without going to the championship game. That's what I'm saying, Daniel. Like Alabama did in 2017. There you go. <laughs> Alabama did get in without going to the conference championship game in 2017. Compromised. I said <laughs> compromised. This All is right. what I'm telling you. I'm not trying to argue for Tennessee fans, but don't make it easy for me here if you're going to. I'm saying I said compromised, right. Daniel. George is not scared of Tennessee. No. Let's let the record show that. Please, I beg you, let's play again. Let's just, yes, please. What is your guy going to do that he didn't already try to do last time? And we have more players back off of injury. Interesting. Okay, let's get it out of the way early. Georgia's not scared of any of these teams. That's ridiculous. Georgia may not win the national championship, but Georgia is the best team in college football. They are the best defense in college football. And you would have to really work hard to convince me that they're not the best offense in college football as well. And so that's a recipe for success. I would say this. The only offense I would consider as better than Georgia mm-hmm. is Tennessee, Correct. not Ohio State. No. And so, Are you kidding me? 
Georgia has the better offense than all these teams. Georgia has the better defense than all these teams. And so I'm going to say, Clint, I'm going to list out teams, okay? Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Southern Cal, Clemson, UCLA, and North Carolina. Okay? Well, that's, 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 that's seven some, teams. That's a lot of, lot of lists. A lot of teams. All right? We're going to rank them quickly in this segment of – I would be the most nervous to least nervous if Georgia played them. So we're going to start with most nervous, meaning this is the matchup we think is the least favorable to Georgia. So who do you have on that list as the team that would make you the most nervous on a neutral field going up against Georgia? This is going to sound very bizarre because the teams that that have given Georgia fits so far this year, yeah. Are not teams with explosive offenses. No, exactly right. Exactly correct. Explosive offense has not been. You want to talk about Missouri? Sure. Let's talk about Missouri. You want to talk about uh, <laughs> just this last week, Mississippi State? Sure. We can talk about that. Defensive lines played really well in the games against us, and the defenses were stout. Honestly, the team that might give us fits the most is Michigan in this Ooh. entire thing. I didn't might think that's where you Michigan. were going to go. I, I know. I know. It might be Michigan because Michigan is playing good D Jim Harbaugh. It's it's that it's that style, right? They know they can't outgun you because JJ McCarthy is not it. Okay. Hmm. He's not it. So I think their game plan and Jim's game plan and the defense might I so might give us fits. They they would they would give me interest. They are gonna try to slow the game down. Just milk that and thing. draw the game out. And that is the team that that I I can see I I don't disagree with that sentiment and I think maybe people look at things the wrong way I think the faster you try to go and the more you try to blitz Georgia on offense the yep. more you're just digging yourself into a hole no it's bad it it honestly hold that thought until tomorrow when we talk about the Kentucky matchup <laughs> because who are you that's describing a, when you describe a, that team a lot of points okay. in that spread. I actually am going to go my most nervous because I agree with your logic. I disagree with your conclusion. I Because I agree with your logic, I'm going to go most nervous. And this is wild to me. It's TCU. I think TCU is the team that matches up maybe the best against Georgia. I mean, did you see what they did to that Texas offense? Like, they were non-existent in the game. Like that TCU defense can really get after it now. hundred like, percent, Daniel. It hundred percent they can. They they don't play good football, sound football all the way through, but you give a little they're they're a heater type team, right? They get on a heater, it's gonna be wild. So I would actually my second team that I put in there in TCU. My okay. third my third team then becomes Ohio State at that yeah. point because just because they're more accomplished, they've been there, they got better players, like at the end of that, right? Yeah. Um so Ohio State is two for me because of the talent. I think you cannot ignore talent. Um, it's why nobody still wants to play Alabama, even though this no, Alabama team no. is not good. They're bad. They got they got dudes, though. but they got really good players, and so no one wants to play them right now, even though they're not good. Um, so I, I go Ohio State second, and um, listen, I can't put Michigan third. 
I got to keep moving on down the list, Look, I know, Clint, I know before I get to I know before I get to Michigan. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving down the list, and I'm gonna tell you the third team that might make me the most nervous might be Chip Kelly and UCLA, Clint. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you haven't seen that quarterback running back combo at UCLA, y'all, it's electric. They can do it. They could get after it. Electric. And he has everybody talking about AR 15 and East Coast bias is a real thing for arm talent. Go look at dude at UCLA. Talk yeah. about arm talent and velocity. Yeah. He's got it more than AR. DTR. Does. Yeah. He's, he, they can really play. Yeah. This UCLA team struggled early in the year. They, they won by what? They won by one point against South Alabama early in the year. They had a, they had a, a, a loss that didn't look great against Oregon. They, where they got, I mean, they got absolutely housed by Oregon. <clears throat> but this this UCLA team is better than USC. I expect them to beat USC this weekend. Yes, yes. And I think that they, ahead of USC, could potentially give Georgia some fits. And so I have them third. And then I would probably put michigan clemson tied in that fourth fifth spot well the logic fits all my reasons for michigan are the same exact for clemson defensive line slowing the game down it's the same thing so it's just just, that it's just that michigan has a quarterback who might be able to do something at any point ever and clemson has do you realize clemson fan i I just (laughs) do you realize you have a chance to be a good team if you change quarterback situations, like not a great team and you could make the playoff and you could win the ACC, but Dabo won't do the thing that he's, I, I guess he made a, you have oath. a chance to be a good team. If Dabo had hired an offensive coordinator who had ever had any experience doing that job anywhere ever. That's it. That's oh, but instead he hired a guy he likes Got keep, got keep in that family. Got keep in that family. Gotta you know who else it. hired a guy he likes? Say more. The Iowa head coach Kurt Ferentz when he hired his son his to son. be the offensive coordinator. And right Dabo now, Dabo is operating is a, under the same nepotism rules that uh, Kurt Ferentz is, and so yeah, they don't scare me. They're down at the bottom of the list, but I still got them. The and team then, that is the least scary is UC, yeah. USC. Y'all, this team is a fraud. Man, this team's fraudulent. That team is fraudulent. Now they do have, I would put them ahead of North Carolina because of the same reason I put Ohio State ahead of Michigan. They have better players at USC than North Carolina has. And so I have those two last, but I do have USC ahead of North Carolina because they do have better players. Like the quarterback, Caleb Williams, is talented. The running back, Dyer, the guy from Oregon, is is talented back. Very much so. The the wide receivers, obviously, we know the guy from Pitt that comes over. They've got talented players. But the problem is, is that all those talented players are on the offensive side of the ball, coached by this offensive genius. I'm sorry, is. where have that's, we seen this script before when me, this me, offensive genius on, brings in all these talented players to come play Georgia? Do you no. have any information on whether that's happened before I actually or not? don't have I – have, I have lots of okay. case examples, Daniel. Okay, cool. Yeah, they don't – these teams These teams don't scare me. No, not at all. At not all. at all. I pray that USC wins the Pac-12, and I pray that UNC wins the ACC because bring it on down to Atlanta. Let's roll. Oh, let's Lord. roll. I mean, being that number one seed is a premium position. Ooh, it's premium. Because it's whoever premium. that four seed is, and please, Lord, for the record, 
let it be Tennessee. Please, Lord, let Love it be every Tennessee. Every single moment. Please. But it won't be. Because it don't it don't rain in the in the in the covered areas, Daniel. No. It don't rain inside the bed. We just keep putting them on you. We just keep putting it on you. And you uh, say thank you. You say thank you. Hey, we're gonna come back after this, talk about Todd Mungin's race, but Daniel's gonna let you know about Bet Online first. Well, Bet Online, see the thing about them is they're your online sportsbook expert. I already gave you a tease of locks coming up on Thursday. Every Thursday we do this locks episode. Clint leaves the podcast, he's gone. But I already teased that I think UCLA is going to beat USC on the field on uh, this Saturday. And so why don't you just cruise on over to Bet Online? It's the, it's the only sports book that Clint and I trust. It's the place that we go, the official sports book partner of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. You go there, you place all of your wagers. They got futures, they got over unders, they got spreads, parlays, money lines, prop bets, whatever you want. Uh, go over to Bet Online, make those wagers, uh, get your money in. It's easy to get your money out. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, Clint. Teasing that money line already. Teasing that. Uh, oh, that we'd bet. like that UCLA. Uh, that UCLA. Ooh, it feels good. This feels is a. Good. The public's going to be coming in hard on Lincoln Riley and USC. You Keep, know that. I beg you to go bet USC. Please. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Todd Munkin. Okay. Clint, because, um, I mean, it's a lot. News happens over the course of the season, and we don't have time to talk about everything that happens. But. Um, uh, around about a week, week or so ago, uh, Todd Munkin got himself a little bit of a, a little bit of a bump in the salary oh, department. A hundred thousand. Fairly bump. significant bump. Significant to some. Yes, sir. Significant to the Munkin family, first of all. Yeah. Significant to everyone who he buys Christmas presents for. So that's, that's a win. Um, but also significant to you and I, oh, yes, Clint, sir. because, oh, yes, sir. um, he now, continues to be among the highest paid coordinators in all of college football. Yep. We believe on this podcast he is worth every penny of and that. We're getting a and steal. More. We're yes, correct. And so this is good for Georgia. It's good for recruiting, it's good for continuity. I ask you, I have two simple questions, Clint. The okay. first one is this. Does this raise mean that Todd Munkin will be the offensive coordinator? of the University of Georgia next season? Yes. Simple answer. Yes, it does. That's great news. That is Fantastic news. Here's great why. news for Georgia. Todd Munkin is not the dude. If Todd Munkin, Kirby and Todd have a very, very, very simple relationship. Okay? okay. Kirby says, hey, Todd, mm-hmm. go go make bread. Like, mm-hmm. get in the kitchen, go make bread. I, I'm over here. I'm fine. I'm over here. You do your thing. And Todd Munkin loves it because he's slicing and dicing everybody up. And he is loving like his life. Like a fine cilantro. You oh, understand? Just, he is that, just, knife, that knife is sharp. Razor's okay, let, edge let is what right we are now. talking about. It is nice Ooh. and sharp. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so he's fine. He doesn't want to go anywhere in that situation. Because he does, he's not going to have a better situation than that as offensive coordinator. Maybe head coach, he can go ahead and get out there. He's not going to go back to the, to the NFL. Because he's not going to have the the job security. Look, guys, he's he's getting up there. If he wanted to to jump and go do something else, uh, his his age kind of dictates that he's looking for something a little bit more stable. This is like a Will Muschamp type situation, okay? Mm. Um, which is they love it there. And this pay raise, if Todd didn't want to do it, you know what he would do with the pay raise? He he would take it for this year, but he would tell Kirby, 
hey, hey, bro, like this is like thanks for doing me a solid for bumping my pay up to go elsewhere, but I'm going elsewhere. That's not what this pay bump is. You see that in other pro- programs where they do a guy a solid, pay him up so they can leverage it. That's not what this two year succession is, Daniel. That would be no. a, a, a one time deal right at the end of the season. That's not what this is. Second question for you, a bit more complicated, a bit more philosophical. <laughs> the robes need to come back out. One day, one day, Todd Munkin may not be the offensive coordinator Ooh. at the University of Georgia. Okay. So I well, can, we're already getting somewhere. Third segment listeners. We are already sure. getting somewhere. No. Um, third segment listeners already know where the bucket is. No. They don't have to reach. If you're third a third segment, segment listener, you got that thing just locked under the east. <laughs> Like a like a dear friend, just <laughs> secured. Um, You've painted eyeballs and a smiley yeah. face on it. <laughs> just, You've, given, You've given it a name. Uh, okay. How, it's a simple question, scale okay. of 1 to 10. Yes. How irreplaceable is cool. Todd Munkin as the University of Georgia's offensive coordinator? This is a really hard one to answer because I know we will have to replace him at one point. So I'm going to start by, this is philosophical. You're, you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. Daniel. Okay. Well, it's because the end the re- of the podcast and we're out here. People love the banter. Loose. So we're just, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lagavulin is just, is just rolling. Um, Reach out. Reach out. It doesn't even have to, money doesn't even have to change hands. I'm you understand what we're saying? Money don't have to change hands. We don't need to, we don't need to do it that way. But there are other ways. <laughs> um, because the the relationship that him and Kirby have is much different because Kirby trusts him. Do you know how many people Kirby trusts in his life, Daniel? That's, it's probably Mary Beth and Todd Munkin. I Those guess. are the two. <laughs> you it. just named the two and <laughs> yep. list stops. Okay. So it, I think in that department is very irreplaceable. I think also Todd Munkin buying into the system of what Georgia has done. This is not an Alabama situation where it just says, hey, let's go fly high, sky high, all over the place. Um, and then our defense suffers radically for that. And after year after yeah. year of attrition, here's That's what right. Alabama has. Georgia ain't going to do that game. So I think – and also um, there's a lot of young, exciting coaches at UGA, like a lot of them. You sure. Todd Mungin just gets to be the old grandpa, the kind of steady yeah. Eddie, gives you wisdom, brings you over, talks to you. The rah-rah happens elsewhere. I don't know many offensive coordinators that want – are, are like that, Daniel. They're more rah-rah guys. They're more Lincoln yeah. Riley. They're more uh, Cliff Kingsbury type deal. And that doesn't jive well at Georgia. I, I think that's the part of Todd Munkin that is the most irreplaceable is the, I think there's something that comes with that experience that Kirby trusts. And Todd Munkin is very confident hmm. and, it, and, you get the sense that Todd Munkin knows what he wants to do and he's not and he's not interested in being told otherwise about what he wants to do. But he doesn't have the ego. And I think you you talk about these young sort of offensive genius type guys and we saw it even like when not to go beat a, a literal cool. dead horse, yeah, but you they, saw it with Dan Mullen. Oh like when Dan God. Mullen was at Florida you see this ego come out of these people who are convinced that they are offensive genius. Lincoln Riley, another great example. Great example. Who just believe that they're so good and they're so 
brilliant in their schemes that they don't need to worry about complementary football. They don't need to worry about anything because their offense is going to dominate the other team to such a degree that it won't matter if the other team gets the ball back in a hurry or the defense gets tired or whatever because we're scoring touchdowns on every possession and it won't you can't stop but then when that doesn't happen what happens you look like an idiot oh there it is and so you don't get that vibe from todd munkin that's the thing that i think he brings is the the wisdom and the maturity to be able to say yes we're gonna we're gonna air it out like, we're going to throw the ball. Georgia throws the ball more than Tennessee throws the ball this year. Mm-hmm. Georgia puts mm-hmm. the ball in the air more. Than, and that's good because they have a they have a quarterback who's capable. They have weapons at the skill positions who are more than capable of catching the ball. They have backs out of the backfield who can catch the ball. And we move the ball down the field to a incredibly efficient and incredibly productive numbers all year. But it's it's also been complimentary. In the way that it's done. We've hurried up when we've needed to hurry up. We've slowed down when we've needed to slow down. Todd Munkin just seems to get the whole game plan, which is what makes me nervous about how good of a head coach he would be and why someone is going to come calling and give him that job because Todd Munkin gets it. He gets football, and if anybody ever does give him a chance to be a head coach, he's going to be a, a heck of a head coach. But let's just hope that that's not for several, several years down the road. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, your team every day. Come back tomorrow where Dan and I will talk more about this Kentucky game. (laughs) You lay them 22 and a half, Clint? That's a lot of points, Daniel. Yikes. Your team every day. See you guys then.